Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we finish the Provoke the Pastor series for 2021. If you have been following along, you know that once a year, the Heritage Bible Church congregation is encouraged to submit questions to Pastor Jim Harris for answers. Please follow along to today's portion of this week's message entitled, Potent Pastoral Potpourri. Understand everyone operates on the basis of presuppositions. A presupposition is what you tacitly assume before you investigate something and before you choose a course of action. It's a presupposition. We're going to suppose that this is true pre before we go and investigate uh, something else. Now, I don't want this to be complicated or esoteric. But I want you to understand, you operate on the basis of presuppositions all the time. You need to be honest about your presuppositions, and you need to measure them against reality. To say you don't have a presupposition is a presupposition. You're presupposing that you're the only one in the universe that isn't assuming something is real before you go and investigate it. Now, I would suggest to you that the only irrefutable presupposition, the only one that that squares always with reality, is the presupposition there is a God and He has made Himself known. It comes through His Word and it comes through His Son. Let me um, take you to a one passage in particular, and we'll, we'll give you a little avalanche of Scripture later. Romans chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, very familiar passage. This is after he has said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel, it's the power of God to salvation, uh, unto salvation for whoever who believes. Then Paul writes this, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, His invisible attributes, His eternal power and divine nature, have been clearly seen, being understood through what has been made, so that they are without excuse." For even though they knew God, they did not honor Him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculations, and their foolish heart was darkened. Now, let's let's pluck a few things from there. There's another passage that could be several weeks of very fruitful study. All right, understand, God has made His existence evident. How many of you have ever met a four-year-old atheist? It's evident. Even before, long before I was a a Christian, 
I'd never heard of the God of the Bible. I'd never heard of anything about Genesis chapter 1 or Genesis chapter 2. And I could look around me, and as a, 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 a scientist, I was studying math and science, and I was going to go off and get my degrees in that corner of the world. I already could tell that nobody times nothing forever equals everything. That's not a good equation. It all came from somewhere. Even when I first heard Big Bang, I thought, well, what banged? And who lit the fuse? Even as an unbeliever, I could see that. It's evident in the world. If you can look up at the heavens and say, wow, that was quite an accident. You're missing something that's very evident. So God has made His existence evident. Notice also from uh, Romans chapter 1, fallen mankind suppresses the truth in order to avoid the obvious conclusion that they are rejecting their Creator and they're accountable to Him. You have to suppress the truth. How? In your unrighteousness, in your ungodliness, you push away the truth which is evident around you. Therefore, sinners are without excuse for rejecting God. And did you notice in verse 21, spiritual darkness is a result of rejecting God. So indeed, it is true. Everyone operates on the basis of presuppositions. And the only presupposition that holds water is the one that matches with reality, understanding there is a God. He has made Himself known through His Word and His Son. Now, something else that is universally true, even though it is denied by most unbelievers, is that everyone operates by faith. They believe that something is true. The only truth that we can have which is not tainted is the truth that comes from God. If you attend the uh, practical or the applied apologetics series that Mike is going to do, he will teach you that one of the ways to answer objections is to ask people, what are you presupposing? What is the statement of faith that's involved in that? And and people, what? I don't presuppose anything. Well, yeah, you do. What do you mean believe? I don't believe. That's the point. Well, then you believe that you shouldn't believe. Only one presupposition works with reality. On that basis, my answer to how we know that we can know God, how we know that we can trust Him, is to start with the fear of God. Let me just do a little download for you here. Job 28, 28. The fear of the Lord, and by the way, notice that's Lord, capital L-O-R-D, or in in, in, uh, small caps, that means Yahweh. The, the God of the Old Testament. The fear of this God, Yahweh, is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. So believe Him and obey Him. Proverbs chapter 1, verse... Um, I'm sorry, uh, uh, Psalm 110, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning... Wait a minute, I just read you the wrong verse last time. All right? 
Let's go back to Job 28, 28. And to the man he said, Behold, the fear of the Lord, that is wisdom, and to depart from evil is understanding. Psalm 111, 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all those who do His commandments. His praise endures forever. Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. How do you want to know that you can know that you can know? Start with God. That's the foundation. That's the presupposition. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Proverbs chapter 9, verse 10. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. And the... <coughs> The knowledge of the Holy One is understanding. And the only way you can know the Holy One is if He's made Himself known, which He has, which is in His Word. Ecclesiastes chapter 8, verse 12. Although a sinner does evil a hundred times and may lengthen his life, still I know it will be well for those who fear God and fear Him openly. I'm going to stand for the truth that God is God. The end of the book of Ecclesiastes, this is after Solomon has investigated every concept in the world, every ism and every fascination he could possibly explore. He gets to Ecclesiastes 12, 13, and 14, and he says, The conclusion, when all has been heard, is fear God and keep His commandments. Because this applies to every person, for God will bring every act to judgment, everything which is hidden, whether it is good or it is evil. I was listening to a sermon on the way to church, and a preacher I was listening to was talking about Romans chapter 3, verses 10 through 18, all quotes from the Old Testament about the sinfulness of man, and it concludes with this, there is no fear of God before their eyes. That's why All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That's why there's none righteous, not even one. That's why there's none who seeks after God. That's why their their, their mouth is like a, a, a sepulcher of rotten flesh. That's why there is no fear of God. So this understanding that the knowledge of wisdom begins with the fear of the Lord, the fear of Yahweh, that is, that is the issue. And It's not a surprise that this question came up in 2021, because in this era, in the generation coming along now, they are under direct assault at the hands of the dominant philosophy of postmodernism. What is postmodernism? That is the belief that there is no such thing as absolute truth. So, You need to determine your truth, I need to determine my truth, and then we need to play nice with each other. And that's how you determine. There's no such thing as absolute truth, which, by the way, is it's called postmodernism, but it really ought to be called oxymoronism. Because to say there's no absolute truth is an absolute statement. I can't believe that even the most degenerative minds can't see that blatant contradiction. And you say, well, there's, so you mean there's, there's no absolute truth? So if, uh, if my truth says that the world would be better without you, I can whip out my gun and kill you? Well, well no. Well, that would be wrong. Why would it be wrong? It's my truth. It, it, it's, an, it's, an, it's a silly thing 
and our world is buying it hook, line, and sinker. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.